I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. Proud podcast participant Jim Duran sent a Christmas note so tasteless that I knew that you'd want to hear it. It seems Santa Claus was absolutely ripped because Mrs. Claus had burned all the Christmas cookies, the elves were griping about their HMO, uh, he had just noticed that one of the runners on his sled was bent, and he started yelling, I can't believe it, i got to deliver millions of presents all over the world, and look at this mess. I don't even have my own Christmas tree. I sent that stupid little angel out hours ago to find the tree, and he isn't back yet. And just then, the little angel comes in the front door and steps in the place with a tree, and he says, Hark! Where do you want me to stick the Christmas tree this year? And that's how we got the tradition of the angel on top of the Christmas tree. <laughs> I know it's an old bit, but it's wonderful, and Jim and I figured it was tasteless enough to get you interested. You hear a whole lot about angels at this time of the year, especially herald angels. They're sort of the musicians, I guess. And I've kind of had it with angels getting all the attention and us getting none of the attention. And you know why herald angels get all the attention and we don't get any? I figured out it is the word hark. That word gets your attention. Now, I like attention. I guess that's probably why I spent so many years on the radio. The attention and the girls, those are the two things that you get for being on the radio. I even met the girl who is now my lady wonder wench because I was on the radio. She was in charge of the program log at the station that I worked at in Boston. And I used to screw up the log on purpose because I knew she'd have to come into the studio. And, and she'd throw me one of those, what is the matter with you kind of looks. You don't like girls give you? <laughs> and those big baby blues would be turned up to stun, you know. And, and she'd look down at the log book and, and she'd hide behind that curtain of long, soft brown hair and fix the mess that I'd made. I actually caught her sneaking a look at me, sneaking a look at her one day. She thought I couldn't see her behind that hair. Of course, if I were a little faster in the head, I would have said, Hark! <laughs> but say some naturally occurring chemicals originating in places somewhat lower than my head always seemed to kind of hinder my thinking when she was around. But as usual, I digress. How, you will ask, can I work the word hark into my everyday conversation, thereby becoming more herald angelic and getting more attention and girls? Or if you are a girl, you're probably thinking... How can I work the word hark into my everyday conversation, thereby becoming more herald angelic and getting the attention of every guy within earshot? Well, here's how you do it. Have you ever noticed that when most of us are asked a question, we almost always start our answer with the word, well, I just did it with, with that answer. I said, well, have you ever noticed? See, even people on TV do it. Like You've heard, for example, uh, well, what's the weather going to be like tomorrow, Al? And then Al says, well, probably nice if it doesn't snow or rain, you know? Even our leaders talk like that. Well, what are you going to do today, George? Well, <clears throat> let's check out those Iraqi oil wells. 
even here in the hospitals, where nobody's really well. My buddy Al had a serious operation the other day, and fortunately it was successful. And we know that because when we asked the doctor, the doctor said, well, he's going to get well. (laughs) Yeah, we all fall down this well. So that's, I think that's the answer. And and Big Louie, his own bad self, uh, he agrees because he, he always tells the members of the Louie Louie generation, say the hell with well, light a spark with hark. Think about what that word hark did for Jamie Lee Curtis's father, Tony. I don't know if you remember or not, but he played the part of an Arab sheik in one of those movies he was in. And he uttered that unforgettable line. He said, Hawk, yonder lies the castle of my father. <laughs> and everybody said, yeah, yeah, Tony, go, baby. <laughs> if it weren't for that Brooklyn translation of the word hark, Tony would be totally forgotten. Except, of course, for the fact that he is Jamie Lee Curtis's father. And think about how absolutely classy Rocky Balboa could have been if instead of saying, yo, he said, hark, you know? Hark is, is one of the reasons the Herald Angels get away with rhyming Proclaim with Bethlehem. And they do sing the song. You'll hear it. When you start a statement with the word hark, you can say almost anything you like after it because people are so astonished. Try it. Hark, I'd like a raise. Hark, I found lipstick on your collar. Hark, I'm pregnant. Hark, I get fired. Of course... Saying hark is not the only way to get attention uh, when the weather outside is frightful. By, uh, you can get attention also by, by going around dressed in your gay apparel, telling one and all fa-la-la-la-la. That'll get you some attention. <laughs> Another way to get your attention is to feed your guests roasted chestnuts. Uh, you know, chestnuts roasting, I don't know. If I, have you ever tasted those things? Yuck. Going for a ride in a one-horse open sleigh will do it, too, especially if you're going for a ride in a one-horse open sleigh on US-95. You get people's attention. They'll lean out the windows and say things like hark to you and other things, too. And if you're still on the radio, I think I would avoid using the words girls basketball team and ho, ho, ho in the same sentence. I don't got Don Imus plenty of attention. But hark, maybe it's because I'm an ex-radio guy, but... As much as I hate to keep harping on it, and as much as I wish them well, I see no reason at all why the Herald Angels should get all the attention, and the girls, for that matter. Especially when you think about it, angels are bodiless creatures that spend all of their time harping on everything. So, you know, they have absolutely no use for the girls. What a waste. Dick's Details, a bunch of fascinating but totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake out the other ear and you can nod off to sleep comfortably. The church says St. Nicholas is no longer a saint. I don't ask your kids about that. 
And with the latest shopping results in, the uh, Treasury Department says, ho, 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 yes, he is. Johnny Carson used to say there's only one fruitcake. Nobody likes it, so everybody just sends it around to everybody else. For the record, I like fruitcake. Hark, if you have the fruitcake, send it to me, all right? And do you know what Adam said on the day before Christmas? Adam said, it's Christmas Eve. (laughs) I'm sorry. Text the tales. They take your mind off your mind. My Lady Wonder Wench and I go to an all-night diner pretty often. And a few years ago, we were on the way home at about 5 o'clock in the morning after a Christmas Eve visit to my mom and dad in Brooklyn. And our waitress had a big smile and a Merry Christmas for us, despite the time and the, and the day. Her name was Dolores. And she started telling us how grateful she was for a wonderful year. Now, we know Dolores. She is a single mom. And we know that she was out sick for a couple of months this year. And Alex, the the guy who owns the diner, kept her job open for her. And he helped to see to it that she had food while she was out of work. And I think about that a lot. I think about Dolores this time of year. Because I have my Lady Wonder Wench. I have family and friends who care about me. And I have a nice home. I even have a little airplane. And I still complain sometimes until I think about Dolores. Dolores reminds me of another single mom I knew. Her story's in the personal audio CD called Night Connections. Since very early this morning, you've been looking at that rose, bravely poking its soft, beautiful, fragrant head out of the soda bottle on your kitchen countertop. You're a private duty nurse, a single mother a graduate school student. That's three full-time careers that you have to juggle without dropping or missing any part of any one of them. It's tough. You've been stopping at a convenience store halfway into the early morning commute to grab a cup of coffee. It keeps your eyes open and your mind in gear so that you can get home safely from your all-night nursing job. The young guy at the counter can't take his eyes off you. He looks like he's in his early 20s. It's almost funny, but not quite. Even if you wanted to, you don't have time to get involved. And that's true, but it's also an excuse. The intensity of your own sensuality has always frightened you a little bit. Your body used to scream so loud for touches and being held and making love that you couldn't hear your mind warning you about consequences and guilt. Sensuality speaks in its own language. It uses words like unbutton, unfold unashamed, breath, sweat, caress, unprotected. But your husband kept pretending that he didn't hear. This morning, the guy behind the counter just said, Here, I'd really like you to have this. And he gave you that, Rose. And then he blushed and he looked down at the counter. And You went on automatic right there in front of all the other customers. You kissed his cheek. Then you smiled and you left. And your legs were moving like silk. You haven't felt that way in a long time. All the way home, you let yourself pretend that you were the heroine in a romance novel, kind with a pink cover and a big caption that says, 
Her thighs went tight against his, his strength drowning in her delicious wet fire. This is a novel of soaring spirit and tender flesh, a story of passions, hot and cold, salty and sweet, hard and soft, slippery and strong. And you stopped to think about it, and it made you giggle. For a long time, the sexiest thing you've done was just eat a dish of rich ice cream slowly. And that makes you begin to wonder if you could take a lesson from that rose and let your head pop up bravely out of all of the feelings you've kept bottled up. Once upon a time, you felt fragrant and beautiful and soft. And since very early this morning, you've been thinking, maybe you could again. It's a simple story called A Single Rose. It's from the personal audio CD called Night Connections. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast, or if you want a fresh copy, you can just go back to DickSummer.com and download it from the CD Baby icon. Whatever works for you. Okay, let's put a little Christmas gift wrapping around this podcast with a story about my friend Dick Stadlin. Dick is one of the really good guys in the broadcasting business. He runs a bunch of stations out in Iowa now, but he's, a, he's an East Coast guy, and I've known him for a long time. Dick takes great pride in wrapping Christmas presents. He does it very enthusiastically, if not very well. And Dick claims you can't be a cynic while you wrap pretty paper around a box just so somebody else can tear it off a little while later. And he's right. His lady Diane doesn't give him a hard time because she loves him, you know, for some reason, even though he's a radio guy and even though the results of his wrapping often look like green and red spitballs. And Dick likes to say if there had been wrapping paper at the first Christmas, Matthew's story would have been a little different. He would have said, And lo, the Magi's gifts were inside 600 square cubits of paper. And the paper was festooned with pictures of Frosty the Snowman. And Joseph was going to throw it away, but Mary saith unto him, Holdeth it, just a minute, that's nice paper, save it for next year. And Joseph did rolleth his eyeballs, but the baby Jesus was more interested in the paper than in the frankincense. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.